<laughs> Gets me every time. I don't think Tucker's ever going to not laugh into that. <laughs> every Welcome time. Back. It is episode five of the Jack and Tuck pod. Tucker, it's Tuesday evening. That means it is recording day. How are we doing? I'm excited. I'm very happy to be here. This, <clears throat> you had posted some stuff about the podcast on a story. Someone's wife may or may not have reposted it. And we ended up with a bunch more listens last week. And I wasn't super anxious to hear the feedback from people, but the feedback has been heard. I think today's episode is going to really be attention grabbing and attention keeping. And that's the ultimate goal here. We've got some hot topics to talk about. One that I'm super hot about uh, that came from a text conversation between Jack and I. And secondly, we're going to be discussing movie rankings, Christmas variety, which is really polarizing. Uh, No pun intended to the polarizing express. But (laughs) yeah, he liked that one. He backed away from the mic, but he laughed. So I can uh, give up some background on that one. Um, and, and it kind of ties into what you were talking about. So we did take the step of bringing uh, the pod to social media uh, last week. And the response was extremely positive. But what was funny is clearly the episode that was released last week was the most listened to. But what was second in the, our ranking of four was the one where we spent the most time talking non-sports. Yes. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, So wanted to first thank the over 100 listens from, I believe, if I'm looking at the numbers correctly, 54 different people. To to give you some kind of understanding of numbers... Uh, before last week, I think we were up to maybe 40 to 45 total listens. So averaging about 13 to 15 uh, per episode. That's the sweet spot. However, when we put it on social media, uh, we had, I believe, close to 75 lessons in three to five days. So that was, that was pretty fun to watch. Uh, as I was getting notifications on my phone from the uh, app that we use to post. Uh, but before we get started, certainly wanted to thank everyone that's taken the time to listen to two friends talk about sports and nothing. Uh, and it's a lot of fun. More nothing. More nothing. Yes. And clearly nothing. we need to now talk about nothing more often. I'm um, really, really good at that. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it, it's, I look forward to this every week now. Uh, it's just like this new thing that I love to do. I'm really looking forward to editing this tomorrow. And I also chuckle when you're telling me you got to put this at the front. Yeah, and, that's in every episode. And I know. <laughs> and so it goes in the front. But then last episode, the last segment, you were like making fun of me about how the segment that already occurred needed to go in the front. And this will be It was last. backwards. Look, look, look. We're learning on the fly here. So, but, uh, but today it doesn't matter which one goes first because they're all, I'm yes. excited about all of them. So, uh, on today's episode, we're going to take the fact that episode two uh, was our second most listened, where we talked a lot about our holiday rankings and how I felt that Thanksgiving was the best holiday <laughs> of the year. You feel that Christmas is the best holiday year. I so, have not gotten positive feedback on that. People are no. people are not agreeing with me. Everyone is vehemently in agreement yeah. with me. Can't believe it. Thanksgiving. One of those times where you feel like you're not from this planet. No, not at all. So, with that, we have one. We have two weeks until Christmas. So, what we mm-hmm. wanted to do right off the bat was get into something that I know is really going to get Tucker going: Christmas movies. I love Christmas movies. Who doesn't love Christmas movies? I, I, there are some bad ones out there. There's some horrible ones. <laughs> some and, I've been looking the last few weeks and stuff, and good yeah. God. So, like Netflix and Hallmark has made an entire like uh, channel I think you can stream of just their Christmas movies. Oh, and they're, God. and everyone knows that they're bad, but people watch. So, 
with that, Tucker, give me your top five Christmas movies. No. I want you to give no. me your top five. My top five. Okay. Or three, or whatever you're comfortable with off the top of your head. So I'm but, but um, my response is Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna tell me where I'm right or wrong. Um all right. So the my favorite Christmas movie of all time is It's a Wonderful Life. And it is something that my family has watched every Christmas Eve, like dating back 20 years. And I refuse to watch it in color. You have to watch it in black and white. And I agree. It's a, a Christmas Eve tradition. Uh, George Bailey is um, the love of Bedford Falls. And he gets the opportunity uh, to see what his what the life of those around him would be like if he never existed. And mm-hmm. I certainly hope that everyone has seen that movie. It's such a, a family tradition that even being around my uncle a few days ago when I was helping my mom with something, um, he like brought up a t- another tidbit of that movie. And it's just a, a point of conversation on right. family members all the time. Number Understandable. two, and I, I think you're going to disagree with this one, The Holiday. I love the holiday. I'm trying to bite my tongue about all of this. So keep There's, going. No, keep going. You don't have to you don't have to give you don't have to give synopses, but just justifications yeah. or whatever. Well, Tucker, you're not supposed to bite your tongue. This is a podcast. No, 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 because I I want to retort when you're finished. Sure, sure. Okay. So number three, Fred Claus. I love that movie. Okay. I love that movie. Uh, number right. four. Okay, keep going. Home Alone, the original, not the second one. And my fifth favorite is um, Elf. It's a classic. Okay. Will Ferrell's hilarious. Yep. Zoe Deschanel um, is, is a blonde, and uh, I'm a big New Girl fan, and it's yeah, just wild. So, she looks so. Young. so she looks so young and she plays a part that she obviously doesn't play again. Whereas like after New Girl, she's played the same part. Um, she's Jessica Day. Correct. So those are my top five. Tucker, please feel free to. Okay. All right. So I don't, <laughs> don't want to shit all over your family traditions. So when you, when you have that reasoning behind your number one, it's like, I don't know, you're almost playing the God card. You have something to fall back on your, your traditions. Uh, It's a wonderful life is my wife's favorite Christmas movie. So I've watched it consistently over the, it's, it was not a family tradition for me growing up, but I've watched it every year for the last six years, seven years, at least. Um, I love you. Yeah. yeah. I die. Right. George Bailey, again, great, great synopsis. Um, I would, I would not put it number one. I see the appeal of it but there's no way I can put it number one. Uh, second, what did you have second? The Holiday. Second I was The Holiday. <laughs> I, I love that movie. Oh, my God. Um, the Holiday is Jude Law and Jack Black and Kate Cameron Winslet. Cameron Diaz. Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Winslet. Yep. That, that quattro. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> I can't believe that you're logic for the first one being such a family tradition and an old timey Christmas movie sure. and then pairing that with <laughs> a Cameron go with Diaz led then I go with the most basic holiday movie oh, no pun intended of all time there, there's no way Cameron Diaz knows who George Bailey is she doesn't care about Christmas hot take you um, Cameron Diaz cares about Christmas hold on hold on Third, you had Fred Claus. Yeah, I love that movie. This is this is as close as I get to a Jack's principle. When people are making rankings lists, they don't yeah. realize the gravity of putting something third or top five. Sure. So if you're going out to a deserted island where it happens to be Christmas all the time, and so you have to watch Christmas movies, you're bringing Fred Claus before Elf. Yeah, I guess so, because uh, the last scene just really gets me in the ticker. And you've probably seen Elf 50 million times like everybody yeah. else. Uh, I also think, like, Will Ferrell is funny. I think if I, w- if I had to watch um, 
that movie over and over again because I'm on a deserted island where it's always Christmas Eve. I feel like Will Ferrell would get old. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I watched Elf the other day. It's pretty crazy that it's 20 years old. It's um, so yeah, it came out in what 2003, right? So uh, yeah, up on maybe 20 years. Yeah, filming in 02. So yeah. Um, fun then fact. You had Home Alone. Yeah, fun fact about uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Did you know that it came out in the summer and it bombed? I did not know that. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> that seems like marketing 101. But <laughs> what do I know? I'm not. I'm not an exec in Hollywood in the 30s. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was the 30s. No, it was the. It came out in the 40s. I think it came out in 47, if I'm right, because there's a lot of scenes about his brother going to the war. Yeah, right? the war. But was it World War II? I think. I don't know. Who anyway, knows? We're getting in the weeds we here. Uh, Home Alone. So anytime Joe Pesci is in a movie, I love it. I think he's just the greatest. Uh, and then Marv, when he's like, oh, that part is tremendous. Uh, that's in, you can't see my face, but you that's can That's in the second it. one. That's in the second one. Well, either way, that's yeah. funny. I like it's both of them. It's They're both Christmas time. Yeah. They're both Christmas time. Yeah. Um, and then you said Elf. So Elf, I've just seen way too many times. Yeah. And I feel like I just... Uh, I mean, I get it. There. It's awesome. And there's some really great... Six-inch ribbon curls, honey. Six! Six inches! inches. That, that part, that's a great one-liner. Um, You're not it's really good. Close. You so so some big omissions from your big. list. Okay. Uh, there there are a couple Christmas movies I actively don't like, like big name ones. One being the Polar Express. The, yeah. Do you have any views on the Polar Express? Is it a uh, vanilla movie to you? It's just so vanilla. So it's so weird if you watch it. I loved the book as a kid. But the animation in Polar Express is like, was it advanced for its time? Or were they trying yes. to transition to a different type of, of animation cartoon thing? Because it is weird and it is creepy and the eyes are, are disturbing and it throws me off of the whole thing. And, and the whole thing is really just Tom Hanks playing five different roles anyway. Yes. And he, so if that came out in 2004, I believe, and oh. the animation was very like forward looking and i remember a lot yeah. of other movies were doing this at the time i remember a christmas carol with jim carrey uh did yep. the same thing where it was actually more cgi sounds wrong but... i'm sure there were actors with like those yeah no but it was it was yeah. yeah it was tom hanks actually doing everything and then they were mm -hmm. able th through technology to create it into animation but, I'm glad they got yeah, better it's pretty, at that. It's pretty trippy that it's like his face, but it's it, it's kind of like have you seen on uh like Twitter and Instagram recently people are doing like AI pictures of themselves? Oh and, yeah, that's first really of all weird. I I hate any time people are just doing something where it's a self-portrait and then feel that they should post it. We'll get well, this again. is yeah, <laughs> this I, is a, a I just great don't understand tangent. how like you take pictures of yourself and you're like, oh, I want to share with everyone, but I'm sorry. I take pictures of myself to see how ugly I think I am. <laughs> like like new new developments in how terrible. Tucker after 30, how bad <laughs> is it? Let's see what today holds. Oh, it's more shit. Um, but anyway, so I, I feel strongly against the Polar Express. That would make my bottom five list. And actually, to... it's, funny, it's funny that you bring that up because a theme that I hope we really uh, continue on this podcast is everyone does the best of everyone ranks like the best, but I want to just focus on the worst. Yeah. The like, in, like in of the yeah, world, like in fantasy football and, and this kind of connects with where we're going to go later. Everyone talks about how great their team is. I want to know whose team is horrible. And then I want to make fun of people. It's kind of like uh, the people that send Max Homa, their, their swings. Yeah, the roast my swing. And he just roasts the swing. And uh, a little foreshadowing here, uh, but we're going to get into a segment where we just roast a fantasy league. And so back to the topic at hand is, I think it's funnier to talk about the worst rather than just like, oh, let's let's talk about the best. Yeah, no, I, I can't stand that movie. Um, 
I also don't like the holiday, but that's your second favorite one. So, um, no, 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 no. You don't like the holiday. What is there not to like? It's just it, I've seen it, but it wasn't even memorable. Not like me. I know they. No, I just wasn't for me. I I prefer Love Actually to the holiday. So I think there's going to be, and maybe oh, ooh, maybe I'll I'll take our social media marketing to another level, and part of our poll of the week will be love actually or the holiday because i think that's a very polarized like you either like the holiday or you like love actually i don't think yeah and love actually is a great movie and it's not about and it's not about the actors in the movies it's about the movies yeah because it's not about the players it's about the team it's about the team and we'll get to that (laughs) but um okay also i know you said you want to talk about the worst love actually has Alan Rickman, and I love yes. everything that has Alan Rickman. Yes, um, I know you said mention the worst, but the the ones that I felt were omitted: Christmas Vacation. I don't, I don't know. I vehemently hate that movie, and I cannot wait. Uh, see, I, I don't. It's horrible. I thought I, I thought I was in the the vast majority of loving that movie. No, and now Lindsay doesn't like it either. It's horrible, and I don't understand. Um, what isn't to love about that movie? Chevy Chase everything. is hilarious in that movie. No, he's not. I, I don't. I don't enjoy okay, that. Well, you can't cancel him. No, I'm not canceling him. I love Caddyshack. Chevy Chase is fantastic. Uh, it's not funny. Oh, I disagree. The what, the whole the every interaction part? with the neighbors. Uh, <laughs> a uh, lot of the one liners. I think when he when Eddie asks him if he's surprised, and he says. If I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I'd be less surprised. And it's just like stuff like that, like stupid one-liners. Uh, um, I, I agree about like the physical comedy of oh, yes, the lights I'm turn not, on and I'm he fell through the attic. And, right, I get all that, but but I think his one-liners and then the speechy or not speech, but like monologue he goes on about how much he hates his boss and he calls him like a hundred and eighty different insults yeah. all in one breath, and he's losing his mind. Where's the Tylenol? Um, I, I don't know. I love that movie. And then the other one was the Grinch, um, the Jim yeah. Carrey version. I mean, if you want to do the cartoon, if you want to involve cartoons in this, then like Santa mm-hmm. Claus is coming to town is in my top five. Sure. Um, you put one foot in front of the <laughs> other. <laughs> that, was, that was singing on the pod. I love it. Um, it's a great so- movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any strong opinion one way or the other about the Grinch. Um, I think that's that's fine for a top five. I All right, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Santa Claus is coming to town. Christmas yeah. vacation. The Grinch. Santa Claus. So I was wondering where, if that was gonna make our our top five because it's a very popular movie. I mean, it might. It might even be my one. Is I love Santa that. Claus. I love one. Santa Claus. I love I love Santa Claus too, but I so see I. the appeal of one. Yes. Yeah, Santa Claus too is yes. The best. I thought Santa we were going to have a big fight about that because I think no, Santa the Mrs. Claus, Mrs. the Mrs. Claus. Not, They've got not, a show out now yes. on Disney Plus with uh, yeah, Tim Allen reprising the role. Please go check that out. It's been great so far. Love the Santa Claus. Movies. Tune in. Um. So yeah, Santa Claus is in my top five and. Rounding it out, I do love Home Alone. Uh, I also it's like so Fred good. Claus. I love Four Christmases. That's a great one. Vince Vaughn with a double whammy of of Christmas movies. Yeah. Um, Alone on Christmas or Unhappy in Seattle or whatever the Hallmark ones are that are yeah. just terrible. I don't like um, But yeah, I, I, I love Christmas movies. Your list <laughs> was eclectic and I appreciate oh, yeah. that. Um, so I think we're going to be roasted that we both, yeah, I can picture that little Fios box. So Santa Claus two, and maybe we'll put a poll out on yeah, the double poll. The First holiday. poll is the holiday, yeah, and love actually, and the second poll is Santa Claus or Santa Claus two, yeah. So I think that was a fantastic segment. I think we got it. got a little personal, right? I talked about traditions. You talked about uh, your wife's favorites. Um, it's and, true, and, and that's what people are apparently listening to us for, which I don't understand at all. But I really appreciate it. Neely 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I texted a I texted a couple people foreshadowing right. that this is, wait till you hear this segment because I'm I'm hot about it. Oh, and I'm I feel very strongly about it. Before exactly. We get in, before we get into it, though, I have to apologize oh. to you. So last week, Tucker's Think Tank, which I'm actually throwing around that I kind of prefer Tucker's Tank of Thoughts. I think I'm sure you're in the minority there. I'm sure you're in the minority. Maybe that'll be, I have so many polls (laughs) this week. Um, (laughs) But Tucker's Think Tank, also known as Tucker's Tank of Thoughts, actually just turned into Jack's principles last week. And I am certainly in charge of kind of putting together our rundown. So I just wanted to apologize to you because it was like, it was your first Tucker's (laughs) Tank. And I just, I I was like, I don't care. It's okay. Everyone was yelling at me all day. I and I you had, were under fire. I was under fire. I was, and I feel no, like no. I did a very good job of defending myself. And I think this is you're forgiven, but I think this topic, um, which we can't really put off much longer, is a good mix of of my thoughts and your principles yes. when it comes to. I, so, do you want to explain the backstory or or what we're talking about? I mean, we're talking about enjoyment of sports, yes. really. Your rooting interests, mm-hmm. and then ultimately how much the players matter to you right. versus the team. So I'll yes. let Jack kind of explain his thoughts on that. So Tucker and I uh, will text periodically uh, just with like topic thoughts and you know what we kind of want to talk about and inevitably it it just gets to some fantastic stat about something Joel Embiid did and then I just respond that he's been to zero Eastern Conference Finals and that kind of spawned into a conversation about do we enjoy watching an athlete that's on the team that we root for earn an MVP or do we just care about like the success of the overall franchise and kind of where do we weigh both of those? And so it's kind of, do you care about your favorite players receiving awards? That, (laughs) that was kind of the initial thought. And I thought that the the stupid answer or simple answer was just, yes, I want Jalen hurts to win the MVP. Yes. I'm, Pissed that Embiid has finished second two years in a row. So and Jax just got this, yeah. this more grand, or I guess I we were we were kind of got because you brought up the fact that Joel, your favorite player, has finished second in the MVP voting like multiple times, and I'm like, who cares? And I that, care very much. Why? I don't understand why. <laughs> okay, why do you? Anything. Why do you? Okay, why do you? I don't want to get into a separate, completely separate topic that we'll probably get into. But um, my point is that if you're only investing in the team and not right. the players, you are missing out on fifty percent of the investment. Those investments are working together. So you care about Jalen Hurts' success because you care about the Eagles' success, and one can't really go without the other. Then when you start to get to a Jalen Hurts or Joel Embiid or MVP type level, then you're at the point where it's like, well, this team wouldn't be much of anything without this player. I don't know how much that applies to the Eagles because they're pretty well-rounded. But when you get to that point of this guy is carrying my team, then it matters very much who that individual person is. So so you wouldn't want to see Taylor Heineke succeed somewhere else not not beat you no. not win a super bowl not become a world beater but okay. you don't you don't, you wouldn't be pulling for the guy nope so let me so i let don't me... think it i don't think it applies to every little man crush i've had on athletes so i don't think it applies to like a random eighth guy off the bench or some backup safety or whatever but when it's your MVP guy or a guy that the the whole thing is built around for years, like you didn't you didn't feel cool watching John Wall for the Clippers play against the Wizards the other night, and when he scored and he said, "This is still my city." No, I can't believe that that's how you live your life. I feel like you're missing out on 
like I said, 50% of the, of the rooting. And that's all we're doing as fans is rooting. Yeah. But how are you, there's just no way you can be as invested as me then because I Uh care about the team and the players. So I would say I, I am. Um, I think that, well, I know that you think that, no, 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 I, I I am to a different, it's a different extent. There are a lot of reasons for kind of, which I'll get to about why I just, I don't really care who the player is. Um, I I don't want, I don't, I, I don't, I can't hear, like I was rereading the text and I I was like, how do you just not care about the players? So, you're anti-labor. You're anti-labor. You're anti-worker. I, I think it's because it, it might have something to do with the fact that I am 32 years old and like these people are also 32. Oh, that brings up another one. Oh yeah, we're getting you to that. we're gonna get to that. Yeah. We'll get one thing at a time. So my whole stance is I would much rather watch the team that I root for go on a playoff run than watch any one individual have a fantastic year. And that's because. You don't get that. I, I've seen, I've watched Bryce Harper, and I know baseball is different. I get that. But mm-hmm. it, it's just for a comparison because the Nationals have lost almost like every single player, right? So yeah. in 2015, Bryce Harper won the NL MVP. The Nationals missed the playoffs. Baseball is a different sport, not making the, the comparison. About, yes, and, and just and, to add to that, the, the, what we're saying by different sport is that one person has way less effect in yes, baseball than 100%. they can in basketball or a quarterback can in football. Yes. So continue. So then, you know, they, they certainly had their playoff runs uh, and they were excruciating to watch. Like they just fell apart in game five of the NLDS every other year until Harper left. He was offered like I think three hundred million dollars over thirteen years, but he took the Phillies. He won a pennant. He won, uh, yeah, I guess. But like so, anyway, the Nationals obviously ended up winning the World Series in twenty nineteen, which was like the best sport watching I've ever experienced. Like you have to realize, before the Nationals made the NLCS, I had not watched a single team make the conference finals. Since mm-hmm. 1998, when the, or um, well, I, the Caps won in 2018. So before 2018, BC had not sent a team to a conference final since 1998, when the Capitals ended up losing to the Detroit Red Red Wings in the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm not as big as a hockey fan, but just explaining to you that I've watched a lot of losing. Right. Yes. So the memories of watching that playoff run will always be better to me. And, and like, so they, they came back and and beat the Astros in game six and game seven. I remember texting my dad that day and being like, we have to watch game seven together. And I'm so happy that I did that because I got to watch game seven of the world series with my dad. And since then the nationals have just sent everyone away. And that's poor general. All right, well, we're getting in the weeds about the nationals yes, more what I'm, so than yes. But what I'm saying is the memories of watching that team go on a run in the playoffs to me can never go away and will always be more impactful toward my enjoyment of watching sports than watching one single person win an award voted on by writers or but that wasn't whoever. that wasn't the the crux of it because i agree that team success is more important but you said I don't you care. put like nothing on the individual don't, stuff. i don't care at all i oh that bothers me so much you it, have to, I, I think you also have to okay well on. okay who's your favorite who's your favorite player on any of the teams currently yes I don't know if I have one. Okay, so say hypothetically it was Bradley yeah. Beal. Okay. So so That's Bradley nice. Beal is leading the Wizards to a three seed. So you're in this is all very hypothetical because the Wizards Streamly. do and forever will suck. <laughs> um so to see as a leader. But uh so say hypothetically he's leading them on charge. You're getting late in the season, you guys are a three yep. seed. Um He's averaging 30, so he because he's brought the Wizards up to the third seed, he's getting mm-hmm. attention 
as a potential MVP. He is either going to win the MVP or finish second. You wouldn't care what happened in that race. No. <laughs> I, I can't I don't believe care. it. Okay, I so don't... so I just – all right, so – Smith has tre- Smith has Trevor Lawrence for the first time. Yeah, he has a quarterback. He has someone young that he can root for. He has promise because he has a coach, and they look okay. What does that do? It's vindication. It's something. What? So what? Okay, so when your team starts getting brought up in the national media mm-hmm. more and more, yeah, you're supposed to feel vindicated. Well, in a good way, I should say. If if your team starts winning games and then and say that the the yep. NFL media was crowning the commanders as the best team in the NFC or something. What does that do? The, the, it vindicates what you put in the time and do as a, as a local, a real fan. Yeah. yeah. So as a real fan, you're watching games, you're watching practice, you're, you're checking feeds on practices and, and all these things that people aren't doing for the commanders nationally. Okay. When they start to pick up on, Hey, this is working. You can say, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I saw this working too." Mm-hmm. I'm glad that other people are talking about it. I mean, you don't only... get that sense of the more the merrier. No, not at all. All that matters. Is oh my they, god, it bothers me to no end. It bothers me to no end when something uh, when something great happens and it just gets swept under the rug nationally. I can. I don't know. Greatness. Look, my favorite. I actually, you know, it's no. Funny. I'm saying. I'm saying. So hypothetically. Embiid had 53 points on a Sunday and because it was an NFL Sunday, nobody talks about it on Monday. That pisses me off because I want, I want you guys to look at my favorite players the same way that I do. Okay. So, and I hope I explain this well, because it makes sense to me. And I I want to explain, and it it ties into your, like, like, it's your commitment to your team. That's now getting national recognition. But what I'm saying is, in the midst of that commitment, you don't realize what the stats are. You're just looking at if they're winning or not. So let's say Sunday night, right? The the commanders are the commanders have the biggest game that the franchise has had since the Buccaneers playoff game at home, right? It's Sunday. It's been flexed to Sunday night. Uh, they're coming off a bye. If Taylor Heineke plays well, I will look at the stats after the fact but i will be experiencing oh yeah yeah in the middle of it so i don't care because if they win i just want to win but if he throws for 285 three touchdowns and completes 65 percent of his throws i don't really care so so with that mindset yeah with that mindset in the midst of it the wins meaning more in the end than the stats i agree with that my point is if and when the Sixers get bounced in the second round for the fifth time in six years, I would rather Embiid have the MVP than not so that I have something vindicating the season. I didn't just waste eight months of my life watching this team and and have nothing to show for it because so many times, you know this, like you were just talking about rooting for losers. So many times, the more you put in, you're just putting more in for disappointment. Now, I can tell you that when you add all those years up and then a Super Bowl happens, it's very worth it. So I understand why fans continue to be fans and that misery loves company and all that. But I'm just saying if you're going to go home a loser, which 99.9% of the teams do because there is only one winner every year, then I think it helps to have – Okay, well, at least we have the MVP, or we have something to be excited. We have this player to be excited about next year. Sure. Yeah. So I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's for me. I, I think it's a really good argument that there's only one winner, so you got to enjoy it. And personal accolades for you, you enjoy. Yes. Okay. Only, only after team success. I would not trade an MVP for a championship. I uh, got it. Yeah, you're yeah. Not crazy. Like you're right. Max Scherzer won the Cy Young how many times when he was pitching here? Yeah, I mean Kershaw, and then before all his. Yeah. But I bet or, you anything, or before his breakthrough, I guess. I bet you anything. If Max Scherzer doesn't win a World Series in New York, he's going into the Hall of Fame as a National. Hmm. That's interesting. 
I think that year means more to him than the Cy Young years, than because he didn't win a World Series in Detroit. I think you know. Let's say he wins the Cy Young this year. I think he's breaking down, but he and but he's getting paid forty three million dollars a year. But I bet you he is going in to the Hall of Fame, which he's a first ballot Hall of Famer as a National because he won the World Series as a National. That will be interesting to see. Um, also, let me. But yeah, uh, I just don't know. I don't know how you get excited for the future if it's not about I players. Don't. I don't. Do you realize the team? <laughs> yeah, that, that. <laughs> I mean, do that's you realize what one. my experience is? Mm-hmm. I mean, the that, Nat- that's fair. I always go back to the Nationals because, I, well, yeah, I'm not a, as big of a hockey fan, but the success of the Capitals has, has been year over year, and they're, they're a fantastic franchise. I just don't enjoy hockey as much as I even enjoy baseball. And for a decade, no one more, no one won more baseball games than the Nationals. They were the epitome of success, but they never won the big one. All those wins don't mean anything if you don't get over the hump. And I remember they went, they won their their first two games of that World Series. They were up two nothing, winning both games in Houston, and then came home and and lost three straight at home, and then went to Houston, went to Houston and won two games. So they didn't win a home game. But I remember how angry I was Sunday night going into Monday in game six, being like, they are, they're going to ruin this opportunity because they may never win a World Series ever. Yeah, well, the Phillies got no hit in a critical game in the World (laughs) Series. So So, I get it. I get the frustration. And I guess also, like, rookie of the year is not the, the same as an MVP. I get that. But I've had MVPs, I've had rookie of the years, and it's like, Robert Griffin won the Rookie of the Year in 2012. Will be due. Chase Young won Rookie of the Year in 2019. Will be due. It doesn't mean anything. I get that. I I think so. It then bleeds into. I get that it means nothing towards team success, but I just don't get how you don't get attached to the players. I don't. And that's a great segue into my next part of this conversation that we got into is I don't think grown men should be wearing jerseys of others. Oh, my God. So uh, I wish we didn't take that long to get to that. That is – I own so I, many jerseys, I and so many of them are out. people that are younger than me. I think that's so weird. Well, I, I am supporting the team by having the player's jersey. I, I understand that, but – You can't – I mean, yeah, you could have a, a shirt with the commander's logo or whatever. Right. So, but you're, I, I, you you can't have team success without the people on the field. Do you not I, care who your coach is? Like you only no. care about the scheme, okay. not his personality or anything. No, don't I? I could his not, his or his or her personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think Becky Hammond should. Yeah, be Becky his, Hammond. Yeah, I would love it if the Wizards hired her. I think Don Staley's going to be the. But let's coach. stay on topic. No, I don't care who's the coach. I don't care who's playing. Because I just want to watch the team that I root for win whatever I'm watching. And I think it's weird if a grown man is wearing another grown man's name on the on his back. I think it's weird. And I will say this is how I, commit- I, I guarantee I guarantee you if you put that on a poll, you are in the minority. This is how committed I am to that bit. I own one jersey, and it is a blank Washington Nationals jersey. And it's fantastic because no matter what year it is, it will always. <laughs> Not if you're the Redskins. That's true. <laughs> but I was thinking about this. What are the acceptable jerseys? I think players go down and like are legends in certain cities. And until well, do you, you become... care about Sean Taylor? Yes, of course. I care about Sean Taylor. Um, but I, I don't go out and buy like all the 21 stuff. I also think I, I could not disagree whole, with you more. We had a whole conversation about how awful the mannequin was. Yeah, the, no, uh, I understand that. And like, that's the team's fault. Yeah. But man, I just like half my wardrobe is jerseys. It doesn't yeah, look like I, a wardrobe of, of a 30 something young professional. Okay. So let me, but, so let me throw this hypothetical out. And this is what I think of. It's extremely not plausible. It's not plausible, but it's how I think. If 
you are wearing a Joel Embiid jersey, okay? And you just went to the Sixers game. And then mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you walk out of the Wells Fargo Center and go grab a bite to eat. And Joel Embiid walks in. Yes. You don't feel weird that you're wearing his jersey? I would feel a lot of things in that situation. <laughs> I think that's so weird. <laughs> so, I, that would, it would be like the last thing on my mind that I was wearing his jersey. I would be so excited. <laughs> I'd be so, be so starstruck. Why? I have stood next to him before. I, okay. And it's amazing how large he is. I'll send you a picture. Uh, I'll send the group a picture. Yeah, I, but, I appreciate the exceptionalism of these athletes, but I believe they take a shit every morning just like I do. Yeah, but to me, they're they're. You hear the term "movie star." They're yeah. like more than a movie star to me, because they're doing yeah. what I I didn't want to be a movie star. I didn't want right. to be an actor. You want I wanted to be a professional athlete. So, so the fact that they did it, and then and then you see Joel Embiid, and you're like, oh oh, that's why I'm not in the NBA yes. or like anywhere relatively close. Um, see, but I think, and I. And I was thinking about this because I knew that we were going to vehemently disagree with each other. I think this is why it's unfair to them. They are human beings, just like you and I. They have. Yeah, we touched on it with the college athletes. Like they, we put them on this pedestal that they cannot live up to. Tom Brady's getting hard right now because he didn't retire. Are rich people just normal people though? Like when you're that rich. Hundreds yes. of millions of dollars? Yes. No, I don't think so. I don't think you're a normal they person. They are anymore. just people. They have. I mean, I'm sure they have their troubles. Put, I'm not saying yes. that like mental health doesn't apply to them or anything like that. Yeah, I understand but, what you're saying. But they are, I, and I figured this out because when I was young, I used to love certain athletes growing up. I loved Gilbert Arenas. And I thought mm-hmm. that these athletes were like different type of human beings, but they're not. Well, they glow because you've seen them on TV. Yes, That's a, a little. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like when you see a famous person, um, and I, I get that. I guess so. Right after college, I my first job was this transportation logistics company. I know I've talked to you a lot about it, but I helped logistically plan a lot of big events, whether it was sporting events or concerts or. Uh, I did a lot of golf tournaments and I did come across a lot of people that were famous and I met them. And I just remember at 23 or 24, whenever I was, when I was doing this, you were over it. I never got starstruck. I met Eric Dickerson. I met, uh, Ozzy Smith. I remember I met Craig. So I think, I think there's a correlation here. I, and I, and it ties in a little bit. It's relevant. Um, were you, early to stop believing in santa claus uh good question um i don't really remember i just remember what my brother was like yeah he doesn't exist anymore yeah um so i think and i'm i'm a little worried about this segment because and i I actually want to i don't know if i'll get it to it now but um we've cussed a few times on this and i know my nephew has like asked me about the podcast and he's like well what are you going to talk about? And I feel really bad about when we cuss, but it's funny because I think our intro is hilarious. So it's quite the conundrum. Russell Wilson, me. You I know. I know, but like my conscience is like. I got you. I got you. Hey. We'll keep it. I got it. Um, I forget what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> that was that was so great because I just had I just took us on a segue about not cussing, and then you just hit us with that. That's awesome. Um. Oh, oh, oh. so I think the I think like the Santa and the imagination. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I early to not believe? Yeah, yeah. So my point was tying that into like being starstruck, the type of people that are and the type of people that aren't. Like you just didn't have time for it, even at 23, 24. So I lived in Nashville for a year and a half or something, and I hate country music, but when I would see famous country singers, I would still get starstruck. Yeah, you because I'm just a person that gets starstruck. I think it's cool to like look up to people or admire their success. Um, but I also get not being starstruck. I, I I don't know 
if most people do or don't get it, or if it's to serve, I mean, I've, I've met some people where I didn't care that I, that they were somewhat famous or whatever. Um, but yeah, like my favorite athletes for sure, I would get starstruck and maybe, maybe I will still grow out of that. And I'm just late to it. Like late, like late to stop believing in Santa. It's just maybe in five years, I won't have time for any of it. I was extremely late. To stop believing in Santa Claus. I, I don't know how I, I have like, good se- like that's such a good connection to from where our conversation started. I just dropped my phone. That was probably so loud. Um, but like where our conversation started, ranking movies and talking about Christmas to uh like famous athletes and whether we care whether they win the yeah. and then you're like, Well, you you obviously stop believing in Santa. But yeah, no, I was extremely late to it. Um <laughs> I even when I found out, I still tried to convince myself that was that my neighbor didn't know what the truth was or whatever. So um, I think also that I, <laughs> this could be funny. I think well, you want this. You want you want this story actually. You want the story of how I found out. Well, so, no, no, no. I was gonna add one more little wrinkle because obviously we met in uh, college, and I think the correlation between starstruck Santa whether or not your mom did your laundry in college there's probably a lot of connections there no i no she didn't she didn't <laughs> yeah but, well you just never did laundry and then you went home yes with that's, bags see, that's the, of laundry that, every three yeah. months i would go to walmart and buy underwear yeah, it's not that your mom wasn't doing your laundry you just but, didn't do it exactly <laughs> um i've grown out of that mom i do my laundry uh what I was going to say, the story of how I found out. So you mentioned your brother telling you. Yeah. So my best friend was also my neighbor and he was a big golfer and I had just gotten into golf. I was young, obviously still believing in Santa, but yeah. I had just started getting into golf and I was going to get like my first real set of clubs. Yeah. And my, my best friend's mom worked at golf galaxy. So I went over to his house on Christmas after I had opened my new golf clubs and she was like, did you like those new golf clubs? I helped your mom with them at Golf Galaxy. Yeah. And that's oh, how I dude. found out. Oh, man, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I will I get also, very starstruck, though. Yeah, you, you get very starstruck. But I will also say to, to for all our listeners out there to make sure that they don't think I'm some heartless prick. Um, mm-hmm. I think there is something to be said. Just practical. For, well, I'm extremely practical. Uh, I, I think there's something to be said that uh, across the world, um, for certain denominations, that everyone does the same thing one morning. And I think the spirit of Santa Claus <laughs> absolutely exists. There is something to be said for that, and that we are all in on this story to make it special for young kids. But Santa may not be, you know, a man in, in a red suit, but certainly we are all Santa Claus, or we are we all get the opportunity to be Santa Claus if, in fact, we we have kids or nieces and nephews, and I, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I love Santa. Yeah, <laughs> you can't have Christmas spirit without Santa, right? So I got to keep believing, like the Polar Express, my least that's favorite right. Christmas movie. You, I would, I would not hear the bell so early, and you would be <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every, yeah, if we were brothers, I'd be like the like... kid going, "What are you doing? <laughs> don't, don't you hear the bell? <laughs> what, what's wrong with you?" Oh, that's so funny. Uh, uh, we let's did a get great it, let's job. Into... We did a great job of connecting segment one to segment two there. So I, I just think our quality, like I, I've been enjoying. I like podcast. when you compliment us. I like yeah, when I, you compliment us. I think this is really hard and I think we do yeah. a good job of making it not seem that hard. So good for us. <laughs> Pat yourself <laughs> on the back. Um, all right, let's get into fantasy though. Cause we are, okay. we are coming up on some time here. Sure. We want, we don't want to go too long. Um, do you want to tell our listeners my fate? So <laughs> last week was the last week of our regular season in fantasy, which determines playoffs, who's in, who's out, and also last place. Uh, not to anyone's surprise, Jack did finish in last place. He, he finished 4-10 and 10 with by far the fewest points in the league. 
Uh, his last line of defense in the last week, a must win. He mustered 51.42 points. Not great. Uh, actually, really, really, really bad. You played against Boo. Boo's top two people outscored your whole team. <laughs> yep. He had Kirk Cousins and Austin Eckler outscore your team. So the funny thing is also that uh, T Higgins the, zero. Yeah. And Moreau and, from the. Yeah. They, they, so well, what I'm going to get to is that. Um, yeah, defend your, that. defend your whole year. Talk about the whole year, the draft. What led to this? Did you ever feel like you had a chance? No. Uh, okay. I just, I got hit with the injury bug. Um, things that I, banked on didn't turn out how I wanted them to at all. Um, I had a really good point that I wanted to bring up and I hope I remember it. Um, but I'm just so glad that this season is over. Uh, I don't have to look <laughs> at this abomination of a roster anymore. Um, oh, oh, I remember my point. So the funny thing is that this is the first year that our league agreed or voted on a keeper. We are a keeper league now. Well, guess what? I'm not keeping anyone. They all suck. <laughs> oh, it's so good. They're so, Your team bad. Is so bad. My team Your is team so, so bad. bad. And I have so Jack, every Sunday. Jack, as the last place finisher, has to book a round trip in yes, one day to the winner and take him out to lunch or late lunch. Um, we would say dinner, but I don't want you flying home the next morning. So right. a, a later evening meal, you could be anywhere from Florida to your own backyard up in the Baltimore area. I know. Come and on, Steve. Come on, Steve. You, you could go to Arizona. You could yeah. go to the Caribbean for Ford. Oh, my so God. So because Ford, because spoiler alert, somebody named Five Qs. Shout out! Shout out! What a commitment! To he the was he was not in the playoffs before we begged him or you begged him to change his name. Uh, he snuck in as I'm wrong. He didn't sneak in. He's not in at all. I'm so sorry, Chris Ford. Chris Ford missed it. Missed he playoffs. was the odd man out. He was seven and seven. There were so many seven and sevens. I thought he got in. Oh, I feel so bad. You don't have to go to the Bahamas, though, Jack. Yes. But it's uh, also so, funny, so to connect it to the pod, uh, we get analytics on where people listen from. And uh, Ford is a, clearly a listener, and he's the only person great. that registers outside the United States. So sh shout out. We're an international Ford. podcast. Shout out five views. Commitment to the pod. So uh, Connor lost to finish at six and eight and in the 10 seed uh, ahead of you and Vince. Weldy lost to finish six and eight as the nine seed, and then Ford finished seven and seven, which is the same record as Smith and Steve, but Ford was the odd man out. So Smith makes it as the last playoff team. Steve, second to last playoff team, despite leading the league in points. I am the five seed, just hanging strong, but that means I have to go against my good pal Lee Reynolds, the four seed, Leroy the Snowman. Did you see Chris trying to start beef between me and Lee today? I did not. Oh, yeah. He was trying to start My beef. phone doesn't get texts, remember? They just no. decide not to come through. I don't remember that. But, you know, certainly with my... Well, I texted Lamar... you about it. It must not <laughs> yeah, have gone through. Yeah, it didn't go through. <laughs> but my Lamar Jackson, uh, I wouldn't say... I don't believe in Lamar Jackson. If I was a general manager, I would never draft Lamar Jackson. I bet Lee but... cared when he won MVP. I bet, and I don't understand that. He hasn't won anything. But I'm the MVP. Chris Weldy tried to start some shit between me and Lee, and me and Lee just immediately responded to each other saying, There's no beef. There's no beef. Love that guy. Lee Reynolds. I bet Weldy out. roots for Heineke Shout if out. Heineke leaves. Yes, he does. I bet he wants Chris to Weldy do well. is a loser. He also <laughs> told me and made an argument that Niles Paul was the best third tight end of any other third tight ends in the NFL. And I Niles said, Paul was really good. I remember him. He Listen me. to yourself he, making he the argument me. that we have the best 
Didn't he wear? Oh, didn't he wear eighty four? Didn't he That's wear? 84? He went to Nebraska. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was an athletic looking dude. Yeah, he yeah, sucks. he was scary. He was scary. Well, he's um, rounding out the playoffs. Boo as the three seed, Smith as the two seed, and Matt Neely, the regular season champion, despite having the third fewest points, I think, or something like that. He had no points, and he went ten and four. So he he likes to credit his defense and his intimidation. Um, but yeah, very, very exciting that I snuck in. I had to win to get in. I did. That was awesome. Uh, I got in my other league, which no one cares about because some kid had Stevenson who also got hurt and I needed him to lose and he lost. So I hope Stevenson's okay, but I got in. So I'm two for two in the playoffs, Jack. For me, that's a very big deal. Congratulations. I'm not usually, I, I'm going to win the whole thing. So um, what would you like to discuss next, Jack? I think that kind of covers that league. Well, I think let's let's who's let's just go down the list. Seed one to seed eight. Who's I just did that. Oh, great! I wasn't listening. I, I'll edit. I just out. did that. Okay. Uh, no, right, let's make let's make predictions. I'm gonna win. I'm the five seed. I'm gonna <laughs> run. Uh, I'm gonna run right through Lee in the first round, and then I get go, Lee, Lee coming off. I'm rooting hard coming, for Lee. Rooting no, hard. no, 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 no. Coming off a bye, I'll have Neely. His guys will be in a daze. He doesn't score any points, so I'll win that game. Uh, And then I guess in the championship, I'll probably play either Boo or Doster. Because I don't think Steve's got got all the points. Steve's got all the points. I just – people are too high on him. There's, like, too much belief in him. Yeah, kind of like there's too much To the point where he's going to fail. Too much belief in Patrick Mahomes. He's too good. He's going to lose. Well, he's only won how many Super Bowls? One. He's, he's won one, but he's been right? to four so straight AFC championships. But he's failed in Go, one Steve. of those games. I believe in you, Steve. So you want to talk about this daily fantasy sports yeah. league that right. you're in? So let me give a little background. Um, we're just trying the segment out. Um, I reached out to the to the group, and they're all going to listen. Because uh, they said we would if I did a little synopsis of the group. But what I wanted to do is kind of tie it to our Max Homa comment about how he has people send in uh, their swings and then he roasts them on uh, Twitter about how bad their swing is. So this daily fantasy group that I'm in every Sunday, shout out Matt Christensen. He's my coworker. He got me into the league. Uh, last year, we had like 15 guys. This year, we have 30. And it's called Scott Hansen Warriors. And so all we do is draft a lineup for the one o'clock and the four o'clock games every Sunday. And you put like, that's cool. It's very cool. We put like 300, 350, 360 bucks into the pot at the beginning of the year. And then the, the payouts every week are, are pretty solid. Like I, I won it last week. I've had a horrible year. Uh, it's really hard. I think fantasy this year is just very odd anyway. But for the sake of the pod, what I wanted to do is every week we're going to just take who finished last and make fun well, this of this guy. Him. Yeah, I mean this <laughs> guy. So to give a little background, on, right? So so that's Matt Christensen, and his lineup was so bad. And all he does every Monday or Tuesday morning at work talk to me about how pissed he off, how pissed off he well, is. Well, I mean, I don't know what you're looking for out of Snoop Huntley, probably so, running. The funny, other funny part about it is, is, is that I am part of this thread that is like 30 people, obviously. That's how many people are in the group. And I don't have like anyone's names, but I love to just come in hot and make fun of people. And I refuse to conti- to find out their names because I think that'll make this a less personal uh, segment. Oh, yeah. I don't want to know anybody. Yeah, I don't want to know your name. I'm just going to make fun of how bad your lineup is. You get $50,000. You have to start a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a defense. Okay? So you there's no injuries. You, you, you can pick who you're going to start. And Matt Christensen has not scored 100 points in daily fantasy in three weeks. So let's goodness get, gracious. I mean, good God, learn how to pick a roster. <laughs> let's get to um, it. At QB Tucker, who did he start? 
He started Tyler Huntley. Uh, Tyler Huntley is a career backup at best. Yes. Uh, he was coming into a divisional road game. Yes. And he got hurt. Yeah. But even if he didn't get hurt. Because he was running. But I understand even if the he didn't... zag. I understand he was zagging while everyone was zigging because the cost of Tyler Huntley is down. So you're trying to get... Uh, zagging when people were zigging would be like Jamal Williams. That didn't work out for him. Neither Jamal did Jamal Williams. <laughs> but I get that more so than Tyler Huntley. Um, he, scored, he scored 99 points. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe Davis, you're relying too much on he Josh sucks. Allen. We've, estab- we've established that Josh Allen sucks Gabe Davis on this sucks. podcast. Uh, so Gabe Davis gives you six because he's got nobody throwing the ball. Samaji P. Ryan, uh, Joe Mixon was back fully. So what are we doing? doing? I I don't know. I don't know what you're doing there. Other than that, Nick Chubb, that there's nothing you can do there. Debo, there's nothing you can do there. But to start a bill, to start a backup running back and a backup quarterback and another second string running back because DeAndre Swift gets the carries (laughs) in Detroit, you're just a team of backups. So bad. Uh, so that's bad. how you will lose. You, that's how you, you lose need to money. start people that start for their own team in real life. So let's uh, get the and then King Riggs. And then so Whoever I don't know if King, King Riggs is. I don't know if King Riggs is an Eagles fan because okay. why else would you have Kenny Gainwell? But I I understand the thought process because if you can get like double digit points out of someone that's very inexpensive, no, no, I understand. no. Let but me you tell you how he could have done that. No, no. Let me tell you what he should have done. If you're an Eagles fan, you would have known Boston Scott scores over a touchdown a game in his career against the Giants. And Boston Scott is listed at third behind Kenny Gainwell. Yeah. And guess what Boston Scott did? He scored a touchdown. Guess who started him in fantasy against Steve? Me. Because I'm putting in the time. I'm grinding <laughs> harder than King Reeks. I'm grinding harder than King Reeks. King Reeks. Uh, DJ, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. How are the Panthers scoring 30 points and DJ Moore is getting 0. 0.6 points? Okay. I, Almost I, impossible. Yeah. T. Higgins. Jack knows about T. Higgins. I he do. Started him. Zero he points. He started him. Get him the ball. That's a zero-pointer. Uh, tight end, we got Disley. Geno Smith's flash in the pan. Even though you also started Geno Smith, he threw multiple picks. Um, and AJ Brown was a great start. I don't know how you don't get a little flame emoji for 17 points. That seems like it would be a good cutoff. That's a, that's a, he had a pretty fired day. Uh, but yeah, to start Kenny Gainwell and DJ Moore and T Higgins, that's three players in a row that have one point, point six points and zero points. That's three players totaling 1.6. So that's not going to get it done. It's, it's terrible. And I think it's really funny because you get to choose anyone and stay under the $50,000 salary cap. I've, I finished 18th this week. Uh, I won last week. It's been a, a tough trek. Um, so I'll, I'll make fun of myself. I did start, uh, is it James Cook for Buffalo? He was getting all yep. snaps over the past couple couple weeks. Um, and I wanted to zag so I could pay up and uh, get some good wide receivers that didn't pan out. Chris Godwin, thanks a lot. 10 points. Uh, but... What I wanted to do is we do have to shout out to the guy who won, uh, M. Scarretta, 28. Um, the funny thing is, is that there are two brothers, uh, M. Scarretta, 28, and M. Scarretta, 15. Um, one of them uh, sleeps with Matt Christensen's sister because they're married, so shout out there. <laughs> congrats, congrats on the sex. Um, but so we also do... Uh, a winner take all typically on Monday nights and Thursday nights. So it's just a, a single game and you put in like a captain and it's usually like six or seven of us. Uh, the Scarettas win all the time. And it's really, really annoying how good they are. Well, now I know who my, now I know who number one on my shit list is. In yeah. That league. It's, yeah. It's, it's so the Scarettas, Scarettas and, and then King Reeds. Yeah. And maybe just try to score at least 100 points when you get to choose the people. Well, he doesn't start starters, so you're not going to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, pay, <laughs> da- pay down for people that are not even getting, like, 15% of the offensive snaps. <laughs> not great. So not great. I think that I think that uh, new segment, we'll give it a, we'll give it a whirl. Uh, I hope people listen. We'll figure it out. Um, but I got to I gotta say, Tucker, this is, we're now five weeks in. Um, I love doing this. This is so I love cool. it too. 
This is I so love fun. it too. I think this was our best one. So it's only so getting too. stronger. So um, I, I have so much fun doing this. Um, I hope people continue to listen. I have no idea where we're going to take this. I hope that we just continue to do this and it stays exactly as it is. Cause I look forward to it every Tuesday. I love hanging out with you talk. Um, and I look forward to doing this again next week. Thanks Jack, for I will just tell you, I am a master yeah. of getting out of things, and I do not want to get out of this on Tuesday nights. So <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it very much as well. I love it. Love you. Love you too. I will Episode talk to five. you in a little while. Episode five, the Jack and Tuck pod. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next I'm time. I'm waving bye to nobody. All right. <laughs>